Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Solomon's wisdom was such that, oh thank you Jesus. When Solomon was building the temple of God, the Bible says that there was no noise of a hammer or a tissue. Have you been to a building site and not heard any noise before? The wisdom Solomon was operating in was a wisdom so high that when they went to the place where he was building the tabernacle, there was not a noise of a hammer or a tissue. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, do what? Get wisdom. So, wisdom, if it's the principal thing, it means it's the first and most important thing. Who is a principal? A principal is the head of an institution. So, if the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, what the Bible is saying is that wisdom is the head, the number one thing. That therefore means that if you are desiring anything, there is one thing you must desire, and that is what? Wisdom. And please hear me. In life, we are all operating at a certain level. Your effectiveness in life is determined by the level at which you are operating. For instance, in computing, we have something we call operating softwares. And the faster the operating software is, the faster your computer or the laptop. So that means if the operating software is very fast, is the fastest, that means you can get jobs or work done quicker. Isn't that right? Now, if the operating software is slow, that means it will take you long to accomplish one job than it will take you to accomplish it if you are using a fast operating software. So, therefore, the same can be applied to life. The same can be applied to life. If you and I are going to operate in the highest form of life, then we must go for the highest operating software. And the highest operating software is called wisdom. 
That's why the scripture we read in 1 Kings chapter 4 from verse 29, the Bible says that, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. Now, on Sunday, I was teaching on how God gave Solomon wisdom. Those of you who were here in 1 Kings chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5, 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says that, and Solomon loved the Lord. Right, and he gave a, a thousand bent offering and he sacrificed unto the Lord. And verse 5, the Bible says that after Solomon gave an offering, God showed up unto him and said, Ask what you will, and I will give it. Are you following me? And then we saw the, the effect that God showed up in Solomon's dream and asked Solomon for what he wants, and Solomon requested for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom. Now, when God gave Solomon wisdom, the wisdom was tested by God bringing two prostitutes. Remember? Two prostitutes who had two children. But one slept on her son, and her son died, and she swapped her dead child with the living child. And when they went before the king, the king said, okay, bring me the sword, which represents the word. Bring me the sword. And when the sword was brought, the king said, divide the living child into two. And one of the prostitutes said, yes, that's fine. King, it's better you divide the child into two. Because this woman doesn't want me to have my child, so divide the child into two. And then the other woman whose child was the living one said to the king, please don't kill the child. Give the child to the other woman. It is better for, her, for him to be alive than for him to be killed. Then Solomon said, ah, this child belongs to this woman. And the child was given to the woman. And the Bible says after that judgment, the Bible says that the whole of Israel, go to the last verse, 1 Kings chapter 3, the last verse. The Bible says that, and the whole of Israel had the judgment which the king judged. And they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. So that means when wisdom is in you, people can see it. Every time God gives you wisdom, your wisdom will be tested. So when Solomon passed the test of judging rights, the Bible says that and all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged and they feared the king. The word fear there no means they were scared. They reverenced the king. They honored the king. And they feared the king for they saw, I love this one, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him. This month, people will see the wisdom of God in you. Let me hear an even amen. I said this month, people will see the wisdom of God in you. Do you know what that means? And they saw the wisdom of God in him. Means They saw the same way the wisdom that was in God. They saw it operating in Solomon. The same wisdom. 
Because God said, from today, no one will be able to stand before you. You'll be greater than all the men. And the scripture we just read in 1 Kings chapter 4 confirmed it. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. It says, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart. I love that. You see, when you have wisdom, you have largeness of heart. Do you know what it means to have largeness of heart? To have largeness of heart means to have vast knowledge of various areas of, of, of profession. It comes to architecture, you have largeness of heart. It comes to banking, you have largeness of heart. It comes to raising children, you have largeness of heart. I decree largeness of heart into this church from today. Let me hear living amen. amen. Not only that, the Bible says that even as the sun that was on the seashore, oh, this is powerful. Solomon's wisdom was more than the sun on the seashore. Do you know the prophecy over this church? The prophecy over this church is that this church is going to be like the sun on the seashore. Say a good amen. Amen. A time is coming, no one will be able to number us because we'll be like the sand on the seashore. I decree over you from today, your money will be like the sand on the seashore. <laughs> Receive it. You see, some of you, some of you right now, right now. If I ask you how much you have in your bank, you can tell exactly how much it is to the pennies. But I decree over you that your finances is jumping to the realm of the sun on the seashore. That means you can't count, you can't count your money. You will know how much you have. When it comes to houses, you will not be able to count your houses. I'm a prophet of God. When I decree it, God hears it and God confirms it. Everything I decree comes to pass. When I pray, God hears my prayers. I decree over you, solution, that you will not be able to count your money. In the name of Jesus, the financial stewards must be ready. Very soon we are going to be counting billions. I said we are going to be counting billions. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. A time is coming very soon. Before the end of this month. The financial stewards will be the last people to leave the church. Everybody who finished their work and go. They will be there. They will still be counting. When we ask them what are you doing. They will say we are still counting money. Because God is bringing finances like the sun on the seashore. Say amen to that. Verse 30, the Bible says that and Solomon's wisdom, Solomon's wisdom, that means God's wisdom, excelled, excelled the wisdom of all, not some, all the children of the east country. I don't have time to take you through the children of the East Country. 
The children of the east country were the children of Keturah. The children of Keturah were blessed by Solomon. And when he blessed them, he did, when he blessed them, he sent them to the east. This is too powerful. When he blessed them, he sent them to the east, far east, so that they do not contend with Isaac. The Bible says that Solomon's wisdom excelled all the children of the east country. From today, your wisdom will excel everyone. I said your wisdom will excel everyone. In the name of Jesus. And all the wisdom of Egypt. Now, I want you to notice something. When you see, and Solomon's wisdom excel the wisdom of all the children of the East Country and the people of Egypt, it's talking about two different wisdoms here. It's not talking about the same wisdom. That means Solomon was operating in a different wisdom and the children of the Far East country and the children of Egypt were also operating in a different wisdom. You say, how do you know? We'll get there shortly. Because there are two types of wisdom. There are two types of wisdom. Quickly, let me give you reference to that. Two types of wisdom. One is called the earthly wisdom. And the second one is called the heavenly wisdom. Earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Now remember that civilization began in Egypt. How many of you remember your history? Now if civilization began in Egypt, that means Egypt was operating in a a level of wisdom then. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Solomon's wisdom was such that, oh, thank you, Jesus. When Solomon was building the temple of God, the Bible says that there was no noise of a hammer or a tissue. Have you been to a building site and not heard any noise before? The wisdom Solomon was operating in was a wisdom so high that when they went to the place where he was building the tabernacle, there was not a noise of a hammer or a chisel. You are going to you are going to build things not with noise. Empty symbols make the most noise. You are going to build things in wisdom and not in noise. You are casual building things and people don't know. They just they just they just don't know what's happening. By the time they realize you own a five-star hotel. They say, How did it come about? Wisdom. By the time they realize you own chains of universities. They say, how did it come about? Wisdom. Not through noise. Not through noise. Not through noise. There are many things we do in this church not by noise. By the time you realize things are happening. All all you hear is, it is done. We come and announce this and this and this is done. You say, how did it happen? That's wisdom. 
and you will see the property we are going to buy for the church, you'll be there. One day I'll come and say, okay, we've raised 1.2 million pounds. We've bought the building. Next week we are going to that church. Hallelujah! That's how wisdom operates. Not by shouting, not by noise making. There are many, when I tell you, I told you this year, two millionaires in this church. You are sitting by them, but you don't know. They are very casual. No noise. There are people in this church whose giving are in six figures. <laughs> Praise God. There are those who also giving is in two figures. Praise God. But the sad thing is those whose figures is one, one digit. They make so much noise. <laughs> they make so much noise. No, I am the chief of God. You are nothing. You are nothing. Humble yourself. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, operating in the highest wisdom. I'll say it again, operating in the highest wisdom. First Kings chapter 4 verse 31. It says, and he was wiser. This is Solomon. And he was wiser than all men. I thought you would say amen to that. Amen. That God is making you wiser than all men. All women. They are, you are wiser than them. When they look at you, they say, you are, you are too matured than your age. You are young and counseling people who are older than you. Because he was wiser than all men. Than Ethan, these are known men and women who were operating in wisdom. Ethan was one, the Israelite, and Haman, and Charcoal, and Dada, the sons of Mahol, his fame was in all nations run about. Verse 34. Key, verse 34. It says, And there came all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom. So you see, when you're operating in the highest level of wisdom, people come from all over the world. To hear your wisdom. They'll come from where? From all over the world to do what? To hear your wisdom. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. Say amen. amen. That will be your story from today. Amen. And do you know what it means? When you are the most sought after in the world, do you know what it means? When your wisdom is sought after, the question is, do you have the capacity to manage this level? Do you have the capacity to manage this level of greatness? Do you have the character to manage this level of greatness? That you'll be that great and still be humble. You'll be that great and still serve God. 
You'll be that great and still operate in the level at which God has called you to operate in. It's coming. Increase your capacity. Increase your level. Expand your capacity. And let God do great things in your life. Question we want to ask is what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom is the relevant, write this down. Wisdom is the relevant and practical application of the word of God. Wisdom is the relevant and practical application of the word of God. In other words, wisdom is knowing what to do and doing it at the right time. Wisdom is knowing the right thing to do and doing it at the what? At the right time. So if we are talking about operating in the highest level of wisdom, that means we must go for the highest level of wisdom. Is that right? Is that right? If you are going to operate on the highest level of wisdom, you cannot go for the lowest level of wisdom. You have to go for the wisdom that is where? Up there. So turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And let's see how to get this level of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. I read, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. In other words, wisdom is the number one thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. And look at the advice. It says, therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, do what? Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get what? Get understanding. Verse 8. It says, exalt her. Her that represents wisdom. It says, exalt wisdom and she will promote you. So if you need promotion, you don't need to know anybody. Exalt who? Wisdom. Anybody needs promotion in life? What do you do? Exalt wisdom. You need a contract in life. What do you do? Exalt wisdom. It says exalt her, exalt wisdom, and she will promote you. What does it mean to exalt wisdom? To exalt wisdom means to place wisdom at the highest of your pursuit of in life. What are you pursuing in life? Your pursuit in life must be wisdom. Exalt wisdom and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Oh, I love that. So two things wisdom will do, two things a principal wisdom will do to you. Number one, it will promote you. Number two, it will honor you. But for you to receive the promotion, you have to exalt her. You have to exalt her. 
If you don't exalt her, she can't promote you. Number two, you have to embrace her. Embracing wisdom means accepting the ways of wisdom. Embrace her. That means accept wisdom wholeheartedly. When, when you embrace someone you love, you embrace them with all your heart. So it says embrace wisdom and she will honor you. So if you're looking for honor, what do you do? Embrace wisdom. Jesus Christ operated in the highest level of wisdom. Just as Solomon. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. The Bible says that, and when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, inasmuch that they were astonished and said, from whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? And these mighty works. You see, when you're operating in wisdom, people will see. When they saw Jesus operating in the highest level of wisdom, they were astonished. They were marveled. They were shocked. Because they knew him as a carpenter. But all of a sudden, when the hand of God came upon him, they saw him operating in the wisdom of God. And when they were astonished, they said, from whence does this man, this wisdom? In other words, they have not seen that wisdom before. It says, from whence comes this wisdom? From where does this man get this wisdom? And look at what was associated to this wisdom. Mighty works. Mighty works. I decree mighty works over you from today. I said I decree mighty works from over you from today. Because when you operate in this level of wisdom, what comes out of you is mighty works. Everything that comes out of this church is what? Mighty works. Because there is wisdom in oppression. There's wisdom in oppression. Hallelujah. Like I said earlier, there are two types of wisdom. There are two types of wisdom. Number one, there is an earthly wisdom. And number two, there is a heavenly wisdom. Turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 3 from verse 13 to 17. James chapter 3 from verse 13 to 17. And let's look at the two types of wisdom. James chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. I read, it says, Who is a wise man and endure with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. So do you see, when you're operating in wisdom, you operate with meekness, humility. For your information, God cannot use proud and arrogant people. <laughs> if you are too arrogant, God can't use you. As a matter of fact, there is no future 
for any arrogant person in the kingdom of God. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. He was so arrogant, God sent him to the animals. He said, go and learn humility. For seven years, he was feeding with animals. He says, who, who is, is a wise man and deal with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works. So you see, you always see the works of wisdom in operation. You always see the works of wisdom in operation. Proverbs said, I went by the field of a lazy man and I saw the works. His, his, his field was full of thorns and thistles. That's his works, the lazy man. That's the lazy man's wisdom. <laughs> the lazy man's wisdom is associated to laziness. Thorns and thistles. The Bible says that the lazy man takes, put his hands in his food, in the bowl, and he's too lazy to bring his mouth to, the hand to his mouth as a lazy man. That's why God said to us in Proverbs chapter 6, go to the aunt, you sluggard, and consider her ways. That means even the aunt has a wisdom. Oh, this is powerful. The aunt is full of wisdom that God has to tell man, go to the aunt and consider her ways. The ant's wisdom is it provides food in summer ready for harvest. The ant's wisdom is the ant is not lazy. Have you not noticed? Ants carry things 50 times heavier than their weight. 50 times heavier than their weight. They carry those things. And ants understand walking in ranks. They don't break ranks. Go and check when you see an ant building their, their house, you see them walking in ranks. Ants understand unity. They understand how to build. They understand command. But there are many human beings that are arrogant. They are proud. So God said, go to the ant and learn from the ant. Oh, glory. Why would I go to the ant and learn when I'm made in the image of God? That means human beings are too arrogant and proud. Gallivanting from one, one place to the other. No order, disorder, disorder, complete disorder in their lives. So everywhere you see wisdom, you see works in operation. Verse 14 of James chapter 3. It says, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, now, now notice, notice, he's, he's about to show us a different wisdom. It says, this wisdom descended not from above, but it is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So where you see every evil works, where you see bitterness, where you see envy, where you see strife, 
That's wisdom in operation. That's wisdom in operation right there. And the Bible says that wisdom doesn't come from God. That wisdom descended not from above, but it is earthly, it is sensual, and it is devilish. If you are manipulating people, you are operating in an earthly wisdom. Remember, when leaders lead, the people do what? Willingly follow. That's wisdom. You don't manipulate the people. Don't be a pastor and you are lying to people. Lying to people. I saw something last week or two weeks ago and my heart broke. My heart was broke. You see, I don't like, I don't like talking about such things, but sometimes we just have to talk about it. Okay. I'll, I'll not talk about it. But, but you see, there are all kinds of things happening out there. All kinds of things. There are churches that are operating in this level of wisdom, earthly wisdom. It's devilish. Is sensual. When you go to the church, there is no spirituality in the church. Sensual. Do you know what sensual means? Canality. Sensual. Flesh. Touching people. Flesh. Touching people where they are not supposed to touch them. This kind of wisdom is earthly. It's not from above. Calling a married woman, a man, calling a married woman at 1 a.m. is not wisdom from above. Oh, oh, you don't know. I, I, I just had a, a word of prophecy from God. No, you had a word of prophecy from the devil, not from God. To call somebody's wife at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I just, I, are you there? I just had a word from the Lord. Which word? When you were watching all kinds of evil stuff and you had a word from God. And do you know many people will rush there and say, oh really? Oh, oh prophet. Oh, 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 what did God say? What did you, what can you see? Do you not have eyes? Do you have eyes? Do you have your own eyes? Why are you asking somebody what can you see? What is God saying? Do you have ears? Do you have ears? Yes. The Bible says that the word of God is a sure word of prophecy. Which other prophecy do you want than the Bible? Why are you a lazy Christian? Why don't you read the word? Many of us like sensationalism. We like to hear somebody say, I went to hell and came back. Yet you don't obey the words of Jesus. Jesus went to heaven came back, went to hell, defeated the devil, took the gate, the keys of hell. And which can be more accurate than Jesus? Now you are following a certain man who said, I went to hell and came, nobody goes to hell and comes back. Read the Bible for yourself. There are countless examples of people who went to hell in the Bible and they never came back. Uh, and somebody, yeah, I went to hell. And you want to go and listen. There's a new prophet in town. You have, you see, the Bible says in the last days, many will have itchy ears. Itchy ears. 
and they will heap teachers unto themselves. Do you know what it means to have itchy ears? Itchy ears means you come to church, I'm preaching on wisdom. They say, I don't like wisdom. I'm going to somewhere they are preaching prosperity. <laughs> Yet wisdom is the principal thing. When you have wisdom, you have prosperity. You see, you don't get the equation right. You want somebody to scratch you and say, I'm eating here. Oh, hey, scratch it. Hey, it's nice. No, no, nobody will scratch you anywhere. <laughs> Sensual carnality in the church. I know you are very intelligent church. You read, you see all these things in the newspapers. I know you, you go on YouTube, you see all of these things. Yeah, you see them. I don't need to tell you. And some of you, you have professional prophets. Where you send your money to them monthly, weekly, they send you a letter. Uh, if, you, if you send me uh, $180, uh, you'll get 180 blessing. You see, rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. You get a Psalm 118 blessing. Send $118 and you get a Psalm 118. You, you, you see, you lack understanding. You, and they'll tell you so on your credit card. So, so now. Yet your credit card is not your money. You don't want to sit down and be taught. Your bum bum is itchy. Itching, you have pins and needles. When they came to Jesus, the 5,000 came to Jesus to be fed. Jesus said, Let them sit down first. If you don't sit down, we can't feed you. Stop gallivanting. I want prosperity. I want marriage. If I don't get married, you come to the church and you see all the men are married. Say, Oh, no, no, this is not a church for me. I want to go to a church. <laughs> where, where, where there are single men. You, 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 you forgotten that you will flourish where God plants you. You can only flourish where God plants you. If you are not planted, you will not flourish. You might not like it, but this is wisdom. I'm helping your destiny. This is wisdom. You like where there's canna, you like where people fall down and roll and roll. They say, this is anointing. Hey, today I went to church. And I, no, it's, it's, you see, you, oh God, help me. How many people did Jesus lay hands on them and they fell? And they were rolling on the floor. Tell me. You like places where they will lay hands on you and push you and you will fall down and say, hey, today, I fell and I really felt anointed. You are carnal. You are sensual. It's sensual. It's not wisdom. It's earthly. The church of today is full of earthly men and women. We don't, that's why when we call for fasting, many of you don't fast. When we say fast, you don't fast. We see you in the morning eating your breakfast. Heavy. Heavy loads. <laughs> He said, oh, today it's fasting. No, no, I'm going to eat. You are like Esau. You are a god. Your stomach has become a god. You are losing your destiny. You are selling your future. He said, it's a devil. No, no, it's not a devil. It's you. It's you. It's no devil. It's you. 
You are deviling yourself. Listen, the devil doesn't have power over you. You are more powerful than the devil. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. The Bible says that you are hidden in Christ and Christ is hidden in God. So which devil can defeat you? All he has is wows, deception. He will lie to you. He will give you false image. That's all he has. He is a toothless bulldog. But if you know your right as a Christian, if you know what Jesus did for you on the cross, when the devil comes with his lies, you tell the devil, hey devil, I know where you belong. The church of today is, is sensual. It says, this wisdom descended not from above. He said, but if you have bitter envy, the most place you see the most envy is the church. You have bitter envy and strives in your heart. Glory not and lie not against the truth. And this is what we do. We lie against the truth. We lie against the truth and we say, oh, oh, pastor, I'm in the spirit, yet you are in the flesh. You are in the flesh. You are in the flesh. You are carnal. This wisdom descended not from above, but it is earthly, it is sensual, it is devilish. If you are in a department and you are conniving against the people in the department against the pastor, you are operating in earthly wisdom. If you are given a responsibility in a department and you take the department and you want to prove to the pastor that this is mine, you are operating in what? Earthly wisdom. It's sensual, it's devilish. Is sensual and is what? And is devilish. Verse 16 of James chapter 3. It says, For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. You see the work of earthly wisdom is confusion, is envy. A strife and every evil work. Every evil work. Verse 17. It says, But the wisdom that is from above. Oh, I love that. But the wisdom that is from above is first and foremost what? Pure. Then peaceable. Gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Say a good amen to that. Amen. This is the level of wisdom we must operate in. Amen. The wisdom which is from above. Look at what it has. It works. Number one is what is pure. Number two is peaceable. Number three is gentle. 
Number four, it's easy to be entreated. Number five, it's full of mercy. Number six, it's of good fruits. Number seven, it's without partiality. And number eight, it's without hypocrisy. This is the wisdom from above. This is the wisdom from above. This is the kind of wisdom that Solomon was operating in. When you operate in the wisdom from above, you will be above all. That's what the Bible says in the book of John. John chapter 1. It says, he that is from above is above all. Jesus is from above. And he's above all. And the Bible says that a greater than Solomon is here. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus lives inside of you. So that means you have a greater level of wisdom than Solomon. Hallelujah. So question we want to ask is, if Pastor is talking about operating in the highest form of wisdom, how do I get this wisdom? Anybody wants this wisdom? Yes. How do I want? How do I get it? Are you sure you want it? Yes. Question: How do I want get it? Do you want to know how to get it? Four ways. Four ways to get it. Number one, four ways to get this wisdom. Number one, you ask God for it, because this wisdom comes from who? Comes from God. It's from above. James chapter one verse five. James chapter 1 verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given to him. So, your first way of receiving this level of wisdom is to come to God in humility and say, God, I don't have it. Give me wisdom. Give me this wisdom. And remember, wisdom is a spirit. It's a spiritual force which can be imparted through the speaking of the word and also through the laying on of hands. Moses' wisdom was imparted to the 70 elders by the laying on of hands. Are you, fo- are you following me? Paul said, I long to come to you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts. Romans chapter 1 verse 11. I might impart unto you somewhat spiritual gifts. And how do we impart them? Through the speaking of the word. Through the declaration of the word. So as I'm declaring the word, you see, when you sit under a word like this, you are imparted with wisdom. I can guarantee you that this month, your life has changed. This month being a month of wisdom, I can guarantee you that you've started reasoning. You've started asking yourself questions. Is this, is this hard to do things? If I do this this way, is this wisdom? I can guarantee you that. Why? When you sit under a word, you are imparted. This is powerful. When you go under the rain, the rain will water you. The word is a, is a water. When you are under the word, the word will water you and it will soak you, soak you, soak you, drench you. You might start with an ankle level. Then you move to knee level. Then you move to waist level. Then before you realize you are swimming in wisdom. Glory be to God. And when people see you, they begin to ask the same question they were asking Jesus. What manner of man is this? 
from whence does he have this wisdom that such mighty works? Mighty works. Mighty works will follow you from today. I said mighty works will follow you from today. So number one is to ask God. Number two is to love wisdom. Number two is to love wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17a. It says, love, I love them that love me. This is wisdom speaking. Wisdom says, I love them that love me. Now, you will always attract what you love. What you love will always come close to you. Have you noticed? If you love something or you love someone, that thing will always come close to you. And everybody wants to be around people who love them. I love my wife, she loves me, so we are always at each other's face. When I say face, not in a bad way, but in a nice way. <laughs> I have to qualify it. I always want to be by her. Sometimes when I'm supposed to go to the office and she's home, I say, no, today I'm staying home. Yeah, why is pastor staying home? Is he your concern? <laughs> If you get your own, you can play with it. You can go to work. Are you following me? Wisdom said, I love them that love me. So if you want wisdom, what do you do? You have to love wisdom. You have to love what? Wisdom. You have to be a lover of wisdom. And how do we know you love wisdom? The Bible says, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3, and Solomon loved the Lord. Remember Psalm 24? Verse 13, I think it is. It says, the secret of the Lord is revealed to those that fear him. In other words, the secret of the Lord is revealed to those that love him. I love them that love me. Do you love wisdom? If you love wisdom, wisdom will love you back. You swim in wisdom. Your operating software will be wisdom in the name of Jesus. Number three way to get this wisdom is to seek wisdom. Number one is to ask God. Number two is to love wisdom. Number three is to seek wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17b. It says, those that seek me early shall find me. Those that seek me, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17b. It says, those that seek me early shall find me. So when you wake up, you are asking God, God, where's wisdom today? Where's your wisdom today? Show me your path of wisdom. Show me your ways of wisdom. Because it says, those that seek me early, those that seek me wisdom early will find me. And the last one is you buy wisdom. Last one, number four, is you buy wisdom. Proverbs chapter 23 Verse 23. It says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. So, wisdom can be bought. Number one, you can ask God for it. Number two, you can do what? Love wisdom. Number three, you do what? Seek wisdom. And then number four, you can buy wisdom. How do you buy wisdom? See what people who have gone ahead of you are doing that you admire and buy their wisdom. Amen. 
see what they are doing, buy it. It's simple. If you buy a book of somebody who has 50 years of experience, you've bought 50 years in one book. When you read that book, you have acquired their wisdom. That is what it means to buy wisdom. It says buy wisdom and sell it not. Buy wisdom and do what? And sell it not. Hallelujah. Why? Because wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. I decree over you, Solution, that from today, you operate in the highest level of wisdom. I said, I decree over you, Solution, that from today, you operate in the highest form of wisdom. When people see you, they will see wisdom operating in your life. They will see the works of wisdom. They will see the wisdom that comes from above. They will see the wisdom that comes from God. And from today, many are coming from across the world to seek that wisdom that God has placed in you. In the name of Jesus, your family will operate in wisdom. Your marriage will operate in wisdom. Your children will operate in wisdom. Your finances will be wisdom oriented. Your profession will be wisdom oriented. Your business will be wisdom oriented. Your career will be wisdom oriented. From today, I decree over you the impartation of the spirit of wisdom. Receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Because God will cause men and women to come from across the world to come and seek that wisdom in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive it today? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Wisdom is the principal thing. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.